Hello and welcome to Viv and Nessa's Infinite Watchlist. Yes, where we watch all the shows that have been on our watch list for um, sometimes decades. And <laughs> then we talk about them. That, that's right. Um, what have you been listening to or watching this week? Or I can um, go first. Let's see, what do you go first? Because I have okay. to remember. Okay, so um, aside from the things that I've been watching, um, I have to say that I've been listening to two podcasts. One, I'm already done with it. It's um, Loud, which is the history of mm. reggaeton. And oh, it is yeah. fascinating to listen to the story, how the genre has evolved, how many mm -hmm. different uh, paths people have gone, you know, um, starting with, I don't know if you remember back in the day, El General. Uh, which yeah. was Panamanian. So he is the father. Like it started with him. Yeah. And what's, then it what's evolved. The one, what's the one that Carlos Alvarado always talked about? Um, is it La Libra de Cadera no es Cadera or? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no, Libra yeah. de Cadera no es Cadera. No, no cadera. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, yeah. So it started with him and how. Um, It, go, it goes back where, when um, the United States uh, was building the canal in Panama, mm -hmm. how oh, they wow. uh, hired, well, with, with the Jamaican people that went there to work and the other you know, people from the Caribbean that went there, over 100,000 people went to work for the States over there to build the canal. Mm -hmm. And then when the Jamaican people went, were there and they... Um, infuse their music into Panama that's where you know it all started then in the 80s it morphed into reggae in Spanish and it's, mm -hmm. it is fascinating and it's phenomenal I highly recommend it you have a chance um listen to it and um I listened to one episode of this podcast that is called Into America And specifically the episode on the refreshed Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, you yes. know that there's um, a, a series now in Peacock. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I haven't watched it. It's on my list. Uh, but how, you know, the, the, the person that wrote it, um, how he wanted to stay true to the characters, but also... Uh, talk about each and every one of them now in the 21st century and give them more of a, um, how do I say this? Well, it's, it's definitely not, it's not a comedy. It's, no. it looks like it's a drama. It is a drama, but they, he wanted to explore and give the characters more um, airtime as mm. opposed to the half an hour that we used to watch. And you cannot right. develop a character um, in half an hour. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it's not, I don't have to pay for it <laughs> in um, the section because I've had to I pay don't for it. So. I once had to pay for something, but and again, it was a long time ago. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, but that's, that's fine. Um, I cannot wait to watch it. But again, if you can listen to that specific episode, the podcast name is Into America and the episode is called The Refreshed Prince of Bel-Air. Cool. I definitely want to listen to the reggaeton one because you had mentioned mm -hmm. it before. And it's interesting because we always think of reggaeton being Puerto Rican and it's really yeah. not. It is um, not. <laughs> it's just like salsa. We always think of salsa being Puerto Rican, which is it kind of is. But salsa was born in New York City right. with Puerto Ricans that lived in New York City. That's right. where it came from. So it's interesting because it becomes so identified with Puerto Rico. Right. But um, yeah, that sounds And really interesting. It, it is. So I highly recommend it. That sounds good. I shall um, yeah. give that a listen for show. Please do. Um, let me see. What have I watched? Um, so this is not necessarily this week, um, because I think this week is kind of a... <laughs> kind of a blur um I think I've watched a lot of um 
um, Evil Lives Here, mm-hmm. which is on Discovery, and it's about interviews with people who lived with uh, murderers, basically, who either were married to them or dated them or are the children of. Um, that would be scary. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but um, let's see, I did watch the Tommy Lee, the Pamela and Tommy Lee um, series on Hulu. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's like good. Um, I'd say it's interesting because, I mean, it's what whoever wrote it thinks might have been happening because neither Tommy Lee nor Pamela signed off on any of it. Oh, um, okay. But it's about, you know, this, the big sex tape that came out in the 90s that right. was stolen from their house um, and, and just the repercussions that it had, mostly for Pamela, you know, because then Tommy became the high five, yeah, dude, whatever, and Pamela... You dog. A whore, <laughs> right? Like, Pamela yeah. was treated like, like the whore of Babylon, so it, it it makes you feel a lot of um, compassion for Pamela mm-hmm. Anderson because um, she really got fucked <laughs> more than more yeah. than in the literal sense. Um, um, so it's interesting. I I found it very interesting. I know that Pamela is doing a documentary series, mm-hmm. sort of to tell her side of the story because I feel like the whole the the whole sex tape thing mm-hmm. was done she was just caught in it you know she was yeah. in the middle and then I feel a little bit like the series then happened and she was also caught in the in that because yeah. she had no nobody asked her no is this is this correct is this what mm-hmm. happened so um I'm interested to know um I find it interesting because we have this image of Pamela Anderson as mm-hmm. just the big boobs and the big yeah. dude and play, playboy and all that stuff. Um, but I saw an interview she did um, with Ruby Wax years ago. And recently, so Ruby Wax is an American comedian who nobody in America knows. She's very oh. famous in England, <laughs> but she is American. In okay. England, she's a household name. Everybody knows Ruby Wax, but not in, in the U.S., which is interesting. Um, so Ruby used to do a show in the 80s and 90s where she would interview celebrities, but in a, <laughs> in a very funny way, because she was, like, fearless. Like, I mean she would do things that you're like Ruby oh my god (laughs) so recently she actually did um she's amazing she has a master's degree in psychology from Oxford um Mm -hmm. she's taught she's been very open about her own mental health um struggles and so she's a very interesting person and so she did a show of her re-watching some of those old interviews and reacting to them oh. and it's hilarious because she herself is like what how how did I have the nerve like yeah. what like you know she sees it like when she did Madonna there's a point where Madonna leaves the bedroom because they're in the hotel and Madonna leaves for some reason she had a phone call or something and Ruby starts trying on Madonna's clothes <laughs> and to watch Ruby react to it she's like how did I have the nerve of course she was rude to me like <laughs> I deserved it so um but she does one of the interviews she rewatches is the one with Pamela Anderson ouch and she talks about going in having this idea of Pamela Anderson just being a playboy bunny and and then realizing how she is so smart and so nice um, Mm -hmm. and kind. And and so it was very interesting because I think a lot of times we just have this idea of who she is Uh because of, of, you know, what she's done (laughs) in TV and, um, but yeah, so it was interesting. It was it was fun. It had a great soundtrack uh, because okay. it's all nineties. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say it was like good. So don't I, don't rush to watch it. It's it's more of a um 
I don't know what to call it, like a guilty pleasure, I guess. Like something. I have to, I have to say that I have it on on my list, but not in the top portion of it. Like it's there. I'll yeah. get to it, but how many episodes do you know? Do you remember? Um, like maybe, five, four. Yeah, there's not a lot. Like six, okay, or good. six, maybe six, okay. seven. I can't remember. Okay. But the main, the main thing for me was Lily James. I have no idea how they did this, but she looks exactly like Pamela Anderson. It is freaky. Mm. You forget that that's Lily James. Like it becomes where she looks so much like Pamela Anderson. Wow. That is very easy to to forget that it's an actress playing Pamela Anderson. Like <laughs> she doesn't really like if you see a picture of Lily James just being Lily James, she doesn't look anything like Pamela Anderson. And so I think that I have part to was interesting. On that comment, and I think you've seen it. Viola Davis yes as Michelle Obama how did they do that like, yeah the the style the whoever did the styling oh and the makeup my, it blew my mind I cannot wait yeah. to see it yeah it's it's coming soon um and then Gillian Anderson plays Eleanor Roosevelt Who uh, she doesn't well. really look like Eleanor Roosevelt um <laughs> at all but then she also played margaret thatcher in the crown and she doesn't look anything like margaret thatcher but good heavens uh-huh she was she was margaret thatcher like her her voice how does she oh, do that so i'm she, obsessed with her you know that she's she's uh she's just a gift from baby jesus to the world i think <laughs> that's my opinion of julian anderson baby jesus, <laughs> baby jesus said there will be this this creature for all to love <laughs> and admire. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 well. Um, shall we? Yes. Let's let's shall. Um, I have to say that I loved this episode. Um, from beginning. So we're doing we're doing episode five. Episode five, and it's called Reaping Havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode begins in a in a funny, not in a funny way, but uh, George narrating, and we can see at the same time uh, Betty back in the day. So George is narrating, comparing, um, and stating that not everything happens slowly. Sometimes things just happen. Um, suddenly and as she is mm -hmm. saying and narrating we can see Betty with a man that we can guess it's his boyfriend or fiance at the time like we don't we don't know but we can see um, based on her bathing suit and her um, her cap her, her cap we can uh, guess that it's in the 1920s that that is happening and we also saw her gravestone a few episodes back which was the 1920s right. right so um based on her you know the swimsuit the cap um they are running they're holding hands and they're running towards uh, a cliff that they are going to be jumping into a body of water right mm -hmm. but then a very a very um uh <laughs> A low body of water for the height of that yes. cliff. It was, yeah. It's like a little creek. Yeah. <laughs> Which you, you already, by just seeing the little river, you're like, that's not a, that's not a smart choice right there. No, no. And, and, and they're running um, and they're happy. They're holding hands, running towards, you know, the jump. Um, the man suddenly stops and she falls she takes that leap she jumps um and um what happens next so then we see her come out we of the see, water come out of the water and rube is there rube is there yes and um they're chatting about you know the water and she's all positive and all 
excited and she's so happy and um that's well, where she's on her way she's on her way back up to jump okay. again because she loves it it was so much fun yeah. um and she does mention um recognizing rube from i guess a party they were at before uh-huh and saying you're the guy that was with this guy who was touching up on everybody and he grabbed my butt um and Rube says, well, he calls that popping souls, you know, so we realize, <laughs> okay, so the guy who popped her soul is now gone. That's why Rube is there. Right. <laughs> which is what happened with, um, with George in the first episode. Right. Um, so the party happened way before this jump. It, ha- it must have happened maybe not that long ago i think the party was happening and then they decided to go jump in the river okay all right so otherwise she would have been walking around yeah dead for a while so i'm assuming the party was just like picnic or something that was okay okay happening my my mind immediately went to a night party that's why i was a little but yeah it could be it could have been a picnic it could have been they don't really specify but i'm assuming just from what we know that the souls are popped somewhat soon to the accident. Otherwise, she would have been walking around being a ghost, a ghost. for a long time. Okay. So, so that happened. We see that. And then we cut to the diner where Rube and George <laughs> are sitting there. And she is, he's still <laughs> mad at her because if we remember from the last episode, um, she tried to she tried to um oh my god um tried to <laughs> avoid uh the man from dying and then a lot of people die while she was trying to prevent one death one death she created and a whole bunch of them a whole bunch of them and as the scientists called the belly fires we remember that yes <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and we can see her that she's been, been difficult and stubborn. And um, even though he is a little bit mad at her, um, he's again trying to explain you don't negotiate, there's no wiggle room. You know, when life is done, right. life is done. That's that. You don't like, you don't question it. That is what it is. Um, so, George says, you know what? I have to go to work. Um, and he, he's still nice to her and, and very paternal with her. And he yeah. offers her French fries, which means that she still has not getting paid, hasn't gotten right. paid, that mm-hmm. <laughs> she has no money. And she's right. even behaving like a kid. Like he is giving her free French food. fries, free food. <laughs> and she's like, no, they're cold. And she just yeah. goes to work. So, but he still cares for her and um, he's so sweet with her, even though he is pissed. Yeah, he so, tries. He tries. Um, so as she's leaving for work, she realizes that she doesn't have any friends. And um, she's trying to think about work and who could be her <laughs> friend, you know, during their, their mm-hmm. you know, um, day job. And Dolores came, you know, comes in. She came in. Yes. And uh, it's funny because um, George is in the copy room, (laughs) in the copier, looking at a poster. The copier is not making any sound, but still she says, oh, no, I'm I'm, I'm finishing with these copies. Like, Dolores. when, When Dolores came in, she was making copies of her face. Remember, George True. puts her head in the copy machine. <laughs> so when Dolores, in comes in, when Dolores comes in, she looks at Dolores and she just sees like yeah. her eyes are all wobbly because of yeah. the... Dolores comes comes in first and they talk about that project that they are, they are talking. She leaves, then she comes back and then she overshares about... <laughs> <laughs> Um, somebody at the office been colorblind that his her sister is colorblind as well but she's a little bit masculine and usually (laughs) and 
usually females are not colorblind, but men are, right? Yeah. And this well, is I mean, according, according to her, yeah. <laughs> to her sources. Yes, according to her sources. Um, yes. Her medical research. So yeah. um, somehow, um, Millie, which is George, but Millie at work, mm-hmm. she tries to like, invent a persona for for Millie telling her that um, she has an older brother that he's a jet pilot that he was in Baghdad that well (laughs) awesome so Dolores comes back to to Millie to George and invites her during working hours right office hours yep oh yeah (laughs) Uh-huh. To join her scrapbook <laughs> circle. Yes. Cut to the next scene, and there's Dolores with other co-workers and George slash Millie. Mm-hmm. Um, introducing George to scrapbooking. While George is shoving brownies <laughs> into her face. And I believe she says, the things I will do for free food. Because no money, no, no money. Patient. She's got to do what she needs to do to get food, and today it was scrapbooking. <laughs> now I love that scene, the conversation in that scene, because they're talking about um, some sort of Excel retreat, <laughs> which I'm like, now I want to see that. What kind of thing is an excel retreat and and george gets a little excited and she's like well am i going and um and her balloon is popped when uh when dolores says no we had a bad experience with a temp going on the last excel retreat we don't know exactly what happened (laughs) but the other lady calls her she was a real see you next tuesday (laughs) So, um, so we can only imagine what happened at this Excel retreat, um, which I thought was holy. Like, what could possibly happen at an Excel retreat? I want to see that. I want there to be an episode dedicated to Excel retreat. I have to agree with you. I feel that was a missed opportunity. Also, when um, Dolores asks if she wants to scrapbook, our <laughs> Peanuts reply is also interesting. Yes. She's in her heavy flow days. Like, why? <laughs> what is that? So, why do we do? Why? Why? I, well, we in high school use that as an excuse to get out of PE literally every Every week. week. Yes. And our PE teacher, who was a man who apparently had no knowledge of how <laughs> a woman's body works, never questioned how we had our period for four years straight. Or reported week. it to the nurse. Right? You would think that a man with the basic workings of a female body would say, you've been on your period now for three months I don't know that that's an, a valid excuse anymore however for you know scrapbooking it's an odd um <laughs> excuse like you no know, because you don't really uh you're sitting <laughs> in a chair and to say it to everybody else like not Dolores one-on-one yeah. this office uh, could not exist in 2022 <laughs> Everybody would be, I mean, that place would be shut down by um, the law. <laughs> be like, oh there's law. so many HR violations we've had to call the law to come here and shut it down. Because we can't even, st- like, we can't even list them. <laughs> my friend, my friend Tawana always, when I worked with her in Atlanta, and she would always, she would get mad. <laughs> She wouldn't get mad at so much. She's like, girl, DeKalb County is going to come up in here. <laughs> we lived in DeKalb County. So that's, you know, the police 
it it never (laughs) failed to make me laugh so hard (laughs) i so that was the scrapbook yes incident (laughs) but we but we digress yes So after that, we cut to the diner again, and uh, we see Betty. She's always enjoying life, enjoy even in death. Like she is so happy, yes. um, and she is chatting about her favorite color, which is red. And and <laughs> yes, please do tell what happened. No, no, I, 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 you, you, I'm sure you're getting to it when they pan out. Yeah. <laughs> they've been having this conversation and there's a very sweaty man sitting across from them the whole time yeah and he says are you guys prostitutes (laughs) they're like no no why are you talking to me so we we as the audience know this is a dead person a dead person however the man does not know he's dead yet continue i just i love that pan out because you think they're just alone because they're having just a very um kind of trivial conversation about uh, favorite colors and how um betty kind of categorizes her dead people into groups yep and then they pan out and we see this man just sitting there and and in the meantime uh we can see george thinking while betty is talking that maybe she can be my friend because she's really trying yes. to connect with somebody and she is like would yes. it be at work will it be with my other reapers like and they are they're talking like you know girl talk favorite color yeah. she's talking about oh, her I ring think, I think also there's a, that cute little moment when uh, Betty's peeling off the wax from the cheese yes and uh and she's like, this is, it's like, it's like peeling the clothes of a man. And George says, I would know. And, and at that moment, she's thinking maybe Betty can be my friend. And then Betty says to George, you know, you're really beautiful. You know that, right? Yeah. And then we hear George going, oh, she's definitely my friend. Is, yes. And they're talking about that. They're talking about the ring that Betty has that yes. the, the, her boyfriend gave it to her. And, and we know exactly when in 1927. Right. Um, and then um, it pans out, like you said, and we see the man who actually died from a bite from a spider. Yeah, which really um, me out. I'm not going to go into the Venom ER again because my friend Miles <laughs> was um, scarred by that conversation. No. But having seen Venom ER, um, <laughs> I can tell you, you don't want to bite from a spider. No. no. That's all I, I'm going to say, Miles. You're, you're safe to continue to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what else? So the man is, like you said, sweaty and he doesn't know what's happening. And then Betty um, says, oh, there you are. He collapsed so in the street, see, right? Yeah, we see um, police um, lights and sirens. Ambulance. Like there's a commotion outside. Right. And they kind of, the man looks out the window and says, right. oh my gosh, someone collapsed on the street. And, that, and Betty goes like, oh, honey, that's you. Oh, and she, she's so, she gets so excited about everything and she makes everybody feel so good. Um, and she keeps talking about, I don't know if it's here or about, it's all about the jumping. We hear a lot about jumping, about not falling but jumping and it's the greatest feeling in the world and and yeah yeah she she mentions the difference between jumping and falling is that jumping is a conscious choice so that's why she likes the jump jump. and the fall is is kind of trivial to her it's just making that choice and taking the leap that she that excites her right that she feels that it's meaningful yes Thank you for that. Which is some foreshadowing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so they, like you mentioned before, they talk about, you know, why she takes pictures of everyone. Um, and she says that she has, it's like a, her signature. And she has them all 
piled up at, at home, like categorized in different bags. And um, let me see. There's there's a really good conversation. Tell I mean, me. not, not necessary conversation, but um, George narration about, oh, because Betty says people are not snowflakes. Right. Everyone is really the same. Um, yeah. And then George kind of takes over from there and says, you know, yeah. We, we want to think we're so unique and different, but people are all the same. Okay. If, you, if there's something you like, there's going to be hundreds of millions of people that like the same thing you like. Right. Um, we're basically the same, yeah. which is, um, you know, truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she has a bunch of like shopping bags and she puts people there. She takes a Polaroid a picture um then we go to mason uh-huh. well mason, mason shows up at the at diner, diner yes. a designer and with a very um strange story <laughs> you know uh very conspiracy theorist fox newsy kind of story <laughs> And they're all looking at him like you're an idiot. Yes. And, um, you know, Rube, like, have you been talking to Gary? Gary's an yes. idiot. Like, stop, stop with Gary. <laughs> I believe the story was about a sand cloud somewhere in Asia. I can't remember where. Yeah. <laughs> that according to Gary and now according to Mason is causing huge devastation and it's taking off the paint like when it comes by it takes off the paint of cars and the flesh off of Cow. cows and, and he's expecting a reaction and they're all looking at him like you're an idiot and he, <laughs> and he thinks they're not getting it so he feels he needs to emphasize and he goes the flesh of cows not understanding the basics of sand cannot like just take the flesh of a cow. Oh, oh um, baby angel. Yes. <laughs> so I love Mason Mason. <laughs> then right after we see Mason uh, going to his next reap. Which we know is, I believe he says in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Because he's right. like, how am I going to get there? And Rube says, you have a bus pass, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we kind of already know that where he's going to reap is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. So he goes to an old lady. Um, <laughs> and she's talking about, you know, when she was young and all the things she did, all the people she met. all the She was a singer um, at you know, back in the day, and she's uh, full of stories. Yes. Meanwhile, Mason is asking if she has money, <laughs> if the paintings in her in her house are, you know, valuable. Um, and he is, you know, but he is very sweet with her. Um, yeah. He listens to her stories and um, drinks tea. <laughs> When we find out that her children don't have any contact with her. Nothing. So nobody really knows. Like we see her dead on the floor. Yeah. Right. And um, and he says, well, do you want me to do something about it? And she's mm -hmm. like, well, like what? And he's like, well, I mean, I could call and say there was a strange smell so that mm -hmm. they find you. And she's like, just open the door and let the coyotes eat me. And then she goes, that'll, that'll teach them. And he goes, I would be really upset if a coyote ate my dead mom. She's like, yes, you would be because you're a good boy. Oh, he is a good boy. So we kind of know that no one is really going to notice her absence. No. no. Um, what is he writing when she is... Um, making comments about his either penmanship or the way he writes the letters and her social yeah. security checks like what's happening there she's teaching him how to forge her signature okay so that he can keep collecting her social security checks now that she's dead um 
And of course, you know, she's being very critical. And he was like, boy, I wonder why your kids don't come visit you. And then then she goes, do you want my social security checks or no? Or not, yes. He's like, okay. Okay. Let's try again. (laughs) Easy money. Easy money. So while they are doing that, um, oh, I think we need to say something about one of her paintings. Um, she painted, she has a, you know, a nice painting of a, of a tree. And, um, she mentions that two of her three dogs are, were buried there under that tree and coyotes, um, found them and undunked them. And right. Yeah. So, so, you know, and, and he thought that specific um painting or any painting um were famous or something that he could really uh, make money of but we know that she painted them right and he kind of loses interest in he's like well they're not worth anything okay worth- <laughs> on to the next he's going through all her stuff asking are these collectibles there's some horrific um racist, racist. soap <laughs> thing that um she uses a, a word that i shan't repeat nope nope um and he's like boy quite the reasons aren't you <laughs> he's so cute <laughs> so you know while they are doing that and he's still looking for valuables and forging her signature uh we see betty going to george's late at night uh, <laughs> with her bags and piles of Polaroids and to show her, like you said, that we're not snowflakes, mm-hmm. that everyone has a place. And um, they talk about her alter egos uh, because she has mm-hmm. been on that for so many decades that she, every now, now and then she has to change identities and recreate, you know, her persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and George is actually developing one um, where she has an older brother and the, that's as far as she's mm-hmm. gone, right? That's the extent right. of it. Pretty um, much. <laughs> pretty much, right? Um, and and they, they keep talking about, because George insists that people are different, that they, sh- you know, but Betty says, no, we have a very finite number of personalities that like you said Viv um, mm-hmm. they fall in different categories if you like something you have you know thousands of people that like the same like like Dolores being a cat lady or you know <laughs> scrapbooking <laughs> oh, Dolores and Murray yep <laughs> cat Murray Murray that, that we know has a bladder the bladder is going because he's very old and uh, she'd let us know that um, he pees on everything. And and George is really asking, you know, like curious why, you know, we, that's my guess. We can have this conversation for, but she brought all her bags to her. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, she doesn't get that, but okay. Then we go back to happy time. I don't know why I keep telling happy times. <laughs> happy time. And uh, George is convincing herself or noticing actually that we are all categorized, that many people mm-hmm. either love or hate the same things. And she is watching people, you know, when, while she is coming into work. Um, and uh, let's see. Dolores actually, invi- I'm sorry, I caught you off. Um. No, I think we have that little moment where Dolores is talking to her and she's realizing that she's kind of has um, built a relationship with Dolores, even despite her lack of trying or her lack of interest. Right. <laughs> and she's like, you know, usually I just count the hairs in her eyebrows when she's talking to me. But at that time, she realizes I don't want her to leave. I want her to keep talking to me. Talking, yeah. Which is a revelation to George that we need other people. (laughs) 
So um, Dolores right there invites George to the outlets to go uh, to a stationery store. I would have gone. Knowing me, I would give me stationery, give me office supplies, <laughs> I'll go. Anyway, <laughs> um, we find I would, George. I would have only gone. I would have only gone if it was the '80s, and we were going to what was the name um, of that store, the San Rio store in oh, San Patricio. Yes, San Rio. That had all the Hello Kitty and all the yes. all the other character stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where my. You know what? The only You're way right. you would have gotten me there. Yeah, <laughs> with Dolores and crew. <laughs> yes. So, um, what did our peanut say? Our peanut say that she couldn't um, go because she was <laughs> celebrating her one month of being sober, and she was going with her sponsor to fly kites <laughs> in the I middle love, of the day. <laughs> I love that George is trying to create Millie's persona. But all we know about Millie is that she has a brother who is too good to be true and that she has a lot of gynecological uh, issues. And now that she is an alcoholic, like she's like creating this persona where you could be anything and she's choosing very interesting um, things to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so funny. <laughs> So um, Dolores get, gets rid of Michael, who is with her, inviting her to the outlets to talk to George. She tells her how proud she is of being, you know, so sober. She hugs her um, and she overshares. She continues to overshare with George about her um, her the 80s and how she <laughs> did a lot of cocaine <laughs> and she says um we used to call it blow, blow. <laughs> the idea of dolores doing cocaine is hilarious to me and um right there when they are sharing this and connecting rubes comes in Mm -hmm. um so she tries to talk to Rube who has no interest in talking to Dolores nor does he know that <laughs> Dolores is now thinking he's George's sponsor, sponsor. and <laughs> that George has been a month clean and <laughs> so Dolores is is making this big deal out of it and Rube is just picking out M&Ms <laughs> um, from this big jar which again, in the time of COVID, it's very upsetting. <laughs> what he did. Because he, he's like choosing, like he grabs a bunch of them and then he's choosing the colors he wants and then mm -hmm. puts them all back. <laughs> and is just, Argh. yeah. Correct. Correct. Um, and Betty, on her way out, of happy time we see her yes. chatting with our lovely crystal who yes. has been chewing her hair the whole entire time and she is giving her don't chew it i promise say it i yes. promise not to chew my hair and we see like a little happy crystal <laughs> yes it's very cute yeah <laughs> um because we never see crystal actually smile never so it was very cute She's always locking eyes with Peanut <laughs> and terrorizing her just by looking at her. Yes. Yes. So uh, we see the three of them, George, Rube, and Betty. They go to a family reunion, the annual family reunion for the Bowers family. And um, everybody and anybody is there. Um, people flew in from every uh, place in the in the country and um, they are looking for this MJ Bowers this specific person but there are so many people in the meantime right um, <laughs> uh, Betty is telling Peanut um, you know that it she's lucky that she's not by herself because there was a Thanksgiving Day Parade incident <laughs> <laughs> Yes. With a with a Marmaduke balloon. 
that went rogue and apparently it was it was rough <laughs> it was just betty having to deal with that one <laughs> so they're working the crowd um trying to George, figure out but there's there's multiple mjs too it, so they're yes. trying to figure out which one's the one which one and george is noticing again how betty goes always you know a different way she always does what she wants um i don't know it was she's noticing how you know you don't have to do things specific way she just is um she does her own thing and mm -hmm. she mentions that um if she had to categorize um betty yeah i forgot that Betty, she would categorize her as mysterious and reassuring. Mm -hmm. And that the age and the wisdom all these decades that Betty has uh, been undead or, you know, leave it, leaving as an undead had mm -hmm. no impact in her. Like Betty had this gut feeling and she just went by it. Like, mm -hmm. It was just that she was she was free. She acted on her on her feelings, and that was it. Do you have anything to say about that? I mean, the same that um, you know, Betty is so um, doesn't question herself like George does. She mm -hmm. just she's very free, very adventurous, very fearless. Right. So cut to, oh, and we see, you know, they reap um, the person. Well, they, well, they reap him too late <laughs> too because late. what we, they, Rube meets an MJ and he's about to light this um, little hibachi thing. So he's thinking this is the one. And then there's a kid who's stuck in the slide who's also an MJ. So Betty thinks is the kid and she's like taking a picture of the kid. And then all of a sudden we see someone on the road um, in a car just stopping really fast. And the car had a canoe and the canoe flies out of, like off the roof of the car and hits this guy in the face. And, and so we figure out that's the MJ and they were all like, oops. Right. Oh, okay. So when we when we see that MJ back at the diner, his face is completely mangled because they didn't pop him before the thing hit. So now he, to quote Rube, he owns that face. <laughs> um, yes. So then they're back at the at the diner with the MJ guy. <laughs> yes, and, and um, yeah. Please continue because yeah. I don't have anything else about that. Well, we. MJ is asking them to please tell his sister that he's okay. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we can't just send a note to someone. That's not how it works. And, and he's like, well, what, what if the note came from Jesus? Just, just, <laughs> and they're like, dude, we can't do that. It's not going to happen. No. <laughs> so, so then I think after that, we were back, we're at the bar. Well, we no, we go back to Mason because the lady um, was asking, well, how long is this going to take before? And because she was right. on the floor, but she wasn't dead, dead, which is why the lights hadn't appeared yet or anything. Right. So they kind of had to wait until she was dead, dead. And so then we go back to Mason and we realize the lady's passed on and but he's burying her body. A, in the by the tree where she buried her dogs that is right. on the painting yeah so that he can continue to cash her social security checks and nobody knows right. that she's dead um, which is kind of sweet but also <laughs> not but also maybe she hopes that a coyote coyote right I think dogs that <laughs> in a way in a way he's kind of following her wishes yes <laughs> um and he's putting her by you know with her dogs and maybe a coyote will eat her um but yeah i think the main motivation is that if they find the body he can't continue to cash the checks that is exactly true yeah so we go back to happy time 
Mm-hmm. And Dolores is um, giving, um, she's delivering everybody's, um, their checks. It's payday. And uh, our little peanut receives um, her first paycheck. And they are chatting about um, what to do with the first paycheck and that Dolores puts 10% away. She, again, she, they are connecting. They are becoming friends. Um, George um, mentions that she will uh, buy a terrarium for a frog that she has. We know the frog that's been following her. It's the death frog. The the death frog. (laughs) Which I think is very symbolic. Yeah. And uh, she asked about Murray, the cat, and Dolores is just touched that yes. somebody, anybody, asked about, you know, her cat. cat. Yeah. Her cat. Right there, we cut to the Irish bar where George mm-hmm. and Betty are um, in the middle of a birthday celebration. Um, mm-hmm. And they are talking again. They are um, what friends would do, talking about um, the, the, the first paycheck, what she's going to do to get the terrarium, mm-hmm. that the frog followed her from the train wreck that we know um, happened a couple of episodes ago. And we hear Betty say, and I quote, I cannot sit still for too long. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, and, and we know this, that she is very free and she's always, like you said, adventurous, fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, even though it's not her reap, it is George's reap. She um, addresses the man, the birthday boy, or the birthday man, and um, she addresses him and takes his picture. And she's always... She likes to make people feel good and at ease. So mm-hmm. like she says, happy thoughts and gets his picture. And George um, reaps the soul. We see the graveling. Yes, go, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yes. go, go. No, it's, it's a very um, interesting death <laughs> because he's impaled by uh, stuffed... Um, um swordfish that falls from the wall and impales him um but it's actually sweet because when they're walking out with him and betty says i'm sorry that uh we had to you know end your your birthday this way you were having such a good time and he says yeah i mean i guess it was um not the way I expected it, but I am really happy with the time I had, which is a really sweet moment of him yeah. being like, well, someone that is very, that also lived his life in a way that when mm-hmm. death came, he was like, I, I had a great time yeah. <laughs> when I was alive. I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> so we see them walking with the man, right? And mm-hmm. uh, the, they find the lights that mm-hmm. he's supposed to go and, and walk to. And um, he mentions that they look like the cliffs of Dover. Oh, yeah. We know that the lights appear to people in a way that is, because Mason also has that talk with the lady. She's like, are they going to be pretty lights? And he's like, well, everybody's lights are different. It depends on what it's meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. so for him it was the white cliffs of dover so it looked like the cliffs of dover um appearing to him and once again um uh, they have a little chat about the jumping and mm-hmm. the leap of faith and he just goes for it and this is exactly where betty runs back to george mm-hmm. gives her the polaroid the camera gives her her ring and she says you know what this is a piggyback ride when Mm -hmm. an open door an open door is an invitation Mm -hmm. and you jump while the door is open 
So she says, take my picture, her signature phrase, happy thoughts. <laughs> and she followed the man. Yeah. Um, everybody feels like a little shake, like a little noise. Yeah. They all feel something happened. We, we see like um, where Rube is, there's like a shake where Mason is, he looks up like they all feel it when she crosses over. Yes. Um, George is a little bit shaken up and not mm -hmm. having a hard time processing what she did because they are not supposed to follow the people right. they are, where they're not supposed to go where they go um right they were becoming friends and in her mind in her heart they were becoming friends they were mm -hmm. like this is it I'm, I'm having somebody and then poof she she left yeah um anything you want to say to that so yeah it was a, a a big moment like obviously Betty decided she was ready to figure out what was next and you know George keeps um finding all these loopholes <laughs> to the rooms that she's been given um and then they're back at the diner and um George is very upset because she lost a friend yeah. and she asks Rube why do I keep losing everything and everyone that I care about and Rube says that's life peanut um you know that's the way life goes um oh. and then at the very end we see the sister of the dead guy that was hit by the canoe yeah. coming home and there's a little posted that says MJ is okay love Jesus love Jesus <laughs> Which is sweet. And then we see Rube put a post-it on his own door asking right. what happened to her. Right. So we're guessing he's asking whoever brings him the death list um, if happened? they can tell him what happened to Betty, even though he is very comforting to Peanut and is constantly telling her, you, you don't question things, you just do. We know Rube also wants to know wants to know that betty's okay so yeah. a, a, a scene that really you know made me really sad and feel for george is when rube asked in the diner when rube asked um george that or tells her betty told me that millie mm -hmm. has an older sister an older brother said, I'm sorry, an older brother. Yes. And she says, no, she had an older sister who was fearless. I was yes. about to cry. Very sad. Yes. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. When she finally connected to someone, that someone was gone. It's gone. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a sad episode. Um, it's also a sad episode because there is no Roxy. <laughs> And as good as the episode is, God damn it. Um, you know, come on. You can't just have an episode without Roxy. And I, I feel I remember there's actually a run of episodes without mm. Roxy. Hmm. Um, and I don't know what was happening at the time. Maybe Jasmine Guy was filming something else or something. Unavailable. Jasmine Guy, if you're listening to this, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> But and yeah, think... Roxy is definitely missed always because, yes. um, you know, um, she's funny. Oh, she is. So one thing, the episode ends, officially ends, when mm -hmm. uh, they are back at the conference, in the conference room. Yes. And Millie George is presenting her scrapbook putting mm -hmm. her soul at like being vulnerable <laughs> right right and it's so sweet because the name of it is mysterious. reassuring and yeah mysterious and reassuring and george is yeah. like sharing like different pictures of people and how they are mysterious and right reassuring. and they are betty's pictures they're betty's right, pictures from that's correct 
And Dolores, I love what how she said, <laughs> let me stop you right there. <laughs> oh, Dolores. And she said, you could, like, a rookie mistake. Scrapbooks are not photo albums. Yeah. And George just closes that shit up and she's like, you she's know like, what? whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm done. This is what happens when you try. It's basically the lesson that we learn in that moment. And she includes Betty's picture in that scrapbook yes. slash album. Right. And we well, see Peanut wearing her ring. Yeah. That, that was that episode all of it i yeah, loved it it's a it's a sweet episode it's a lovely um relationship we see blossoming between betty and and peanut but um it's sad um and so yeah i knew that at some point there was a cast a change in the cast that betty left so we get to see her replacement very okay. soon okay so, so yeah that was the episode did you yeah. did you write um so our segment of favorite lines favorite lines favorite lines favorite lines that um, was uh created by miles ryan did you jot down any favorite lines this episode well i have i think two i have the first two one well. <laughs> the first one is i have to say i there's not a lot of great favorite lines because there's no Roxy there's no Roxy you're right and Roxy's like the one-liner queen yeah (laughs) yeah one is funny the other one is not I think yeah okay the first one is I can't I am in my heavy flow days (laughs) (laughs) yes um and the other one hold on I'm looking the other one is, oh, shit. Um, I can't sit still for too long. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. That was so Betty and so, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but the heavy flow one killed me. That's a great one. <laughs> so my two that made my cut, um, one is when Betty wants to take uh George's picture and she asks her to smile and George responds by saying my face gets sore when I smile um so that's funny just the idea your face gets sore (laughs) if I smile too much um and then the other one is when uh when Dolores um is is talking about her um cocaine days because <laughs> when when they're when she gives her the paycheck and she asks what are you going to do with it are you going to buy some new shoes for work and you blaze her for work uh-huh. and then she tells her she has a fun fund so every once in a while she used you know she saves that she saves that money for like an extravagant thing and then she says it used to be mostly for a blow <laughs> and at <laughs> that moment we hear george say and I quote, I prayed for something, anything to keep more words from coming out of Dolores's mouth. That wins. <laughs> and I thought that was a great line. If this were a, com- uh, um, oh my God, a contest, <laughs> that will win hands down. <laughs> I prayed for something, anything. <laughs> uh yes and so yeah so that is um our little segment favorite lines that was created by uh miles thank you miles um giving him props giving props to rachel again for our beautiful artwork and um let's i'm pulling up my my notes for the next episode but um Do you want to tell people where to find us? Yes. um, You can find us at at Instagram at infinite score watchlist underscore. You can find us on Twitter in infinite watchlist. And you can write to us at infinite watchlist at gmail.com. Yes. Please, please join us. 
Um, you can watch Dead Like Me on Amazon Prime on the IMDb channel for free. Um, they have both seasons and the film. So you can watch along with us. That would be great if you did. So um, either you can do it through Prime on the IMDb channel, or if you have any streaming app that um, has the IM IMDb channel um you can get it there as well um okay so our next episode is called my room and in this episode daisy adair shows up to replace betty yeah. and promptly moves into georgia's apartment oh yeah <laughs> george tries her hand at bowling and joy discovers reggie's toiletry which is something because at this point, she has no idea what Reggie has been doing with all the toilet seats. So she <laughs> discovers the toilet tree. Um, Rube talks to Joy while waiting for his reap. Um, I do remember this line, this scene, and it's, it's okay. very good. Yeah. Mason reaps the new guy in the happy time office. George <laughs> starts to live a little as her own person rather than just trying to avoid everything. Oh, which is great because as we know she died so young and um as she said she hasn't done anything because she, all her life she's avoided everything. everything so now being undead she's finally starting to engage in things and um so it's pretty cool oh my god i can i cannot wait i cannot so, so yes please watch along and we hope you will join us next week yes, um and until then uh, bye see you right bye-bye cue the goat <laughs>